0: So your life and your schedule feel completely out of control. You're tired of feeling that way and you're ready for a change. Like us, you're a fit mess. In this episode, we're going to talk with Kate T Parker. She's the author of Strong is the new pretty. It's actually been adapted. It was started as a photography book. It's been adapted into a journal for young girls, and we'll also tell you how our own journaling practice has helped us begin to clean up our mess. That's coming up on this edition of The Fit Mess. This is a Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. Welcome to the third episode of the Fit Mess. I'm Jeremy. That guy over there is Zach.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: Hi. And a lot to talk about in this show. We have, uh, like I mentioned, we are going to talk with the author uh, of Strong is the New Pretty. I've You know, this is a campaign that I started seeing shirts and stickers for everywhere. And I thought, oh, it's kind of a cool little slogan. Uh, I don't know where that came from. That's a neat thing. Uh, and then I stumbled across her amazing photography book, uh, and it, it features young girls uh, and, and lots of um, very empowering images. It's just beautiful, beautiful artwork. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, read, get the book. It's, it's amazing. But she has a great new journal uh, that is for young girls, and my daughter's been using hers, and she loves it. And we'll talk a little bit about how that's becoming sort of a, a family connection tool uh, for, for her and I. Um, so stick around for that. That's coming up a little bit later. Thank you for all the uh, ratings and reviews we've been getting through Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else where you guys are getting the show. Thank you for doing all that. Please subscribe and please share it uh, wherever you can with anyone that you think might uh, benefit from some of the conversations we are having here on The Fit Mess. Uh, so like I said, uh, this episode we want to talk a little bit about journaling, which I know sounds kind of weird because we live in the digital age, but we we are physically... Writing in journals as a tool to to battle some of our our demons to sort of clean up our mess and actually it's funny this started Zach because I made fun of you we went uh we went up to the mountains a few weeks ago with our families we're hanging out and you had your little journal with you and I was like, well, yeah. what's that what's that ancient tool what's that thing you got there ha 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 with your pen and your paper sucker and, and yeah you ex- it did it it didn't
1: go over well. I thought you were going to be impressed with it but uh- <laughs> It it was quite the opposite.
0: I I laughed out loud yeah. uh, for a while. I was ridiculed, um, but, which is funny because I you know on my phone I've got at least two three different journal apps that I that I I wouldn't say I use them, but they're there uh, and and they're handy. But I just I I don't I don't use them because when I pick up my phone and I go to journal, there are a thousand other things I can do with my phone that are way more fun than talking about you know, my day or my feelings or whatever. Oh, of course. So all get, of the, all of the applications
1: on your phone, the way I heard it once is there are thousands of software developers all over the world vying for your attention. I, I've tried that before myself and I pick up my phone to to write something down mm-hmm. and I end up on Facebook or Instagram oh, yeah. because there was some alert and I completely forgot what I was going to write down.
0: Yeah. Or I'll go, hey, this is a good time. I've got time to myself. I'll sit here and I'll uh, dig deep, find some feelings, write them out on this digital screen. Ooh, shiny thing. Uh-huh no squirrel. it's not going to happen um so i i saw that you were using a paper paper journal and i started doing some research and i thought maybe this is a thing maybe i should give this a chance read around and uh, and it was funny one of the things i read was that when when people try to uh, start a new project to work on their on their self help or whatever Uh, just shopping for the right tool can be Mm -hmm. the distraction that prevents you from actually doing the thing. Yeah. So I shopped and shopped and I narrowed it down to like 10 different journals and finally down to five. And I was like, it took like two weeks. I was like, the last two weeks that I've been shopping on Amazon, I could have just bought any one of them and just gone, let's do this one this time because I'll probably change it for the next one. And
1: you know, you could have just texted me and asked me because I've, I've tried them all already. <laughs> that's <laughs> <So> you, true. <laughs> just saying you could have saved a lot of time.
0: Probably. Uh, but, you know, for me, the, the thing I was really looking for, or looking for in, in a journal was something that focused on gratitude, because that's something I, I struggle with. And so the one I ended on is uh, not a sponsor of any kind, but I ended up getting the Panda Planner, because mm-hmm. it's really simple. It's, it's basically da- three daily bullet points of gratitude, things you're excited about, projects you're going to work on, a schedule, a task list, and then there's a little area for notes. It's like, this is perfect. I don't have to put a ton of time into it. I don't have to be thoughtful about what I'm feeling in the moment. I don't have to write a story. I can just sort of sort of uh, wake up and, and walk through briefly what my day, what I hope my day is going to be like, what I expect from, from my schedule. Uh, and then I sort of use it as an anchor throughout the day to sort of keep me on task when I've got a lot of things going on. The, the hard part is when I've got nothing going on and I just stare at that thing like, uh, I, I don't know, right. anything can happen. I don't know, anything. Yeah.
1: So how many times have you filled it all out and uh, at the end of the day gone, what I wrote down in the morning is what happened?
0: I would say most of the time, uh, half or more goes the way I planned. Nice. That's actually, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, it's not bad, but but I keep my expectations low. There are there are things where you know I I have a, a pretty um, built-in routine that I use right now where I you know I know what time I'm going to go to the gym every day. I know what time my kid has to be at school. Like there's some certain things that are just sort of built in, and mm-hmm. so I write them down. Like oh I'm going to accomplish this, but it's it's built in. It's going to happen automatically. Yeah. But I can sort of visualize my day around it. and go, Okay, well what am I going to do before I go to the gym? What am I going to do right after I drop the kid off? oh, tonight's a, a night where there's swim class, so I have to do this before that. Um, so it helps in that way where I just I can be okay with these parts of the day are not going to be enough about me. And this has been the struggle for me this year is, is as I've taken on this task of, of uh, bettering myself, of uh, self-help, self-care, whatever you want to call it, I'm finding that the more time I spend working on myself – the more time I get irritated when what I'm doing isn't about me. Like life is isn't enough about me when it's not about me at all.
1: It's amazing how when you choose to make time for yourself and you get used to it and someone else reigns on that parade and mm-hmm. you can't make time for yourself. Yeah. It's really annoying.
0: It's become for me, it's become a, a, a struggle at home more than anything because at work, again, things are sort of built in. There's a time for everything when it's supposed to happen. And when those times aren't happening, I can spend some time on myself professionally, personally, whatever, and and do that. But when I'm home with two little kids and a wife and pets and a house and all the things, suddenly I'm a lot lower on the list of priorities. Yes. Because I have to take care of all those things that I love and adore and I'm thrilled to have. Yes. And rightfully so. Yes. You come last. Yeah, Of course. I come last. So- my journal uh, has been a lot about, especially on the weekends, has been about, I, I guess, planning my emotional availability, which mm. sounds weird. But a lot of uh, a lot of the space in the journal is for projects. And I, I'm not the kind of guy that has a, you know, build a birdhouse and fix the dishwasher and replace a light bulb. Really? Because I, I couldn't do any of those things. I if know, I, you, you really come me. off as a guy who could do all <laughs> I, that stuff. I seem really handy, don't I? Yeah. Uh, nope, couldn't do it. So instead, I write things like be present with my family, Uh, be patient with my kids, eat well, you know, like really like kind of obvious, broad things. Mm -hmm. And that and that seems like a hard goal to reach. But in general, I find that when I start getting impatient, when I start finding out that this isn't enough about me and I'm getting frustrated, I mentally sort of refer back to how did I start my day? What was what were my goals for today? to be patient with my kids and to be present and to just be here for them, whatever that means. So that anchor sort of is helping me with bridging that divide between taking care of myself all the time and being there for them and sort of integrating uh, some of the changes that I'm making in myself and sort of trying to insert that into my family life.
1: So I've tried, I've tried a lot of paper journals, the gratitude journals, right? Mm -hmm. You know, list three things that you're grateful for. And in the morning when I'm filling it out, nine times out of 10, I would just write coffee three times.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad one. Yeah. Just that's, grateful that's for coffee. That's a go-to.
1: Yeah. You know, how do you make that not repetitive? How do you, how are you, are you grateful for different things every day or is it the same things every day or, and how does that help you get through your day?
0: I find, uh, and it's funny that usually is the last thing I can fill out because there's things, uh, that it's that and the things I'm excited for because so much of my day is so routine. Uh, it's it's rare that there's, oh, like the other day was, uh, you know, when it was Halloween. Like, oh, I'm I'm excited to spend time with my kids and my friends tonight when we all go trick-or-treating. Like, there's easy ones like that. Mm-hmm. But just the daily, like, oh, I'm excited to be done with work today and go home and watch TV or whatever. Like, those are those are tough. And there are days where I will sit there and I will stare at it for 20 minutes and I can't figure it out. So I'll bring it to work. Mm-hmm. And I'll look for five minutes ago. Have I? Is there something I can genuinely feel? Because I don't want to just, I don't want to phone it in. I, you know, I, I want to feel the gratitude. That's the point: is is to not just fake it. I want to find something that's not just, oh, I'm grateful to have a loving family and a house. I am, but I don't want to just fill out the blanks. I want to actually feel the thing that I'm that I'm trying to uh, process. Right. So that it's so that I'm benefiting from the practice.
1: So you actually fill it out when you first wake up?
0: Generally, yeah.
1: Okay. I generally fill mine out when I get to work. So the journal that I use that you you uh, ridiculed me about, <laughs> it has a whole section in it on creating a morning ritual that you do every single morning. So I generally do my morning ritual, and then I, I get to work, and then I fill it out. The journal that I use now doesn't have anything about gratitude. That's easier. It is easier, <laughs> but then I have to fill it with all the tasks that I have to do for the day. Oh.
0: But see, you're a task guy. You you have a job that has a lot of tasks.
1: Yes, and do you, but do
0: you write them down every? Because for me, I have the same tasks every day, so I don't need to write them down. If I don't do them, then I'm gonna get fired. Like I, I have like five things I basically have to do every day.
1: Right. So my day is completely different every day.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, some some
1: of it overlaps and it's it's similar, but for the most part. I've gone through a ton of journals, right? Mm -hmm. I've never tried the Panda Journal, though. I'll have Mm -hmm. to give it a shot. But, um, you know, I used one called The Best Self where it was, you know, it gave you that area to to plan your day out, but it was also what are you grateful for? You know, what – I think it asked a question about, you know, what were you grateful for yesterday Mm -hmm. as well and things like that.
0: So I will counter that with – so mine, it's it's the morning. You fill it out in the morning and then at night – you do a recap. So I, It's actually, I mean, I, I could get really nerdy on this. There's there's month goals, there's week goals, there's daily goals, and you're supposed to sort of bookend it. You know, like you start the day with with the way it's supposed to go, and at the end, you review. Where are the wins? What happened? What can yeah. I do better tomorrow? And and that's sort of a meditative practice that I've picked up, too, where, and as long as we're plugging products, uh, Headspace is, has been a really valuable tool for me. Where at the end of the day I'll do uh, an evening meditation, and it sort of makes you walk back through your day and review your day, so that you didn't just blindly go through it. You can look back and go, "What can I take from today, and make better tomorrow?" Or you know, what mistakes maybe were that were there that uh, that I can correct. And it's weird because I, I didn't expect that. I expected to do it for two days and get bored and and give up. But it's become something that I really kind of rely on. Right. Have you have you gone a day without doing it? There have been times I've had a couple of days of uh, of being depressed, where I'll still do it, but in terms of you know what am I excited about? I just write nothing. Depressed today, not worth it or whatever. Like I'll like I'll just whatever I'm feeling about those things. Gratitude none, nothing's worth living for. Whatever. Like I'll just I'll just vent out whatever sort of angry response, just so that I still do it, so I don't lose the habit of it. So what keeps you coming back then? That most days it's a sense of self-accountability and it's kind of an anchor for me that I can carry throughout the day and and stay on task and stay focused because it's – I have a job where it's very easy to get distracted throughout the day. And so this way I go, these are the things that are important to me today. This is how I – this is what I want from this day. Mm Mm-hmm and throughout the day i can sort of refer to it when i'm getting distracted and go no this is is this getting me to my end goal or is this the shiny object and i can decide whether whether or not i want to be flexible like option number 5 was for the day or you know do i want to stay rigid and go no i don't want to do that right now i've got right. time for that later i got to stay on task
1: one of the things i always struggled with with, with these journals is my all or nothing mentality and it was really frustrating for me to like plan out my day and then only get like seventy five percent of my stuff done, and then feel like I failed because I missed twenty five percent. When on a normal day, if I hadn't written everything down,
0: mm-hmm. I would have gotten like
1: ten percent of it done.
0: Right. And so again, you're holding up the failure to the success exactly, and giving it more weight.
1: So it it really you know using a journal helped me once I realized. This is a plan for my day that has to be flexible. Yes, and I might not make it. And whatever I wrote down today could very well be copied to the next day. Yeah, and be d- and to the next day, into the next week even. And like we said, when you're using a phone, shiny objects. Oh, that's I mean, that's
0: all it is is a shiny object. It's.
1: I love my paper journal.
0: Yeah, I'm loving mine too because I. I'm I'm sort of uh, exploring spending less time in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. I generally don't watch a lot of TV as it is. There's like two shows that I watch that are like a half an hour each. And I find myself just blindly staring at, at my phone. And there's a lot of times now where instead I'll get that journal out and go, how was my day? What can I do tomorrow? What's on the calendar? Without going, oh, I should look on my iPhone calendar. And, oh, wait, what's on Twitter? Oh, mm-hmm. wait, what's... And so it's just i'm I'm just trying to resist the digital temptations as much as possible because they're so enticing. It's terrible.
1: I love my phone. I mean I just <laughs> I love it I, I know i've I've got a really really bad habit. I upgrade to the latest phone whenever I can. I just love technology and phones, and you know it, it was a it was a really sad day for me th- the day I realized I need to come home from work and put my phone down and leave it there, yeah. Cause it's I still so struggle add- with that it's so addicting yeah I, last night alone like I was I caught myself like I was going to bed and I pulled my phone out just to plug it in mm-hmm. for the night-hmm just to plug it in but as I was putting it onto the nightstand I saw some flash and then I went down like a Facebook hole for about 15 minutes oh god it was ridiculous
0: I do the same thing and you know and uh, you know a little behind the curtain a little bit this is my second go-around with uh, with with plans for a long-term podcast and I get really excited about it. I I mean, I love the recording part and it's fun and the conversations and everything, but I also get, I get a little bit geeky about the back end, Like where can I publish it? How can we reach out? How can we, how can we stay involved in a conversation when we're not doing the show? And so I obsessively get on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. and try and find things that I think are interesting or, or, uh, you know to sort of monitor oh we got some new followers that's great and kind of read up on them and, and follow them back and see what things are like about them and it's so addictive I mean and that's the nature of social media is it totally sucks you in but when you've got a project that you're also trying to push out there it's hard not to go oh what can we do to participate in that conversation to be a part of that to get a little bit of light you know to shine on this so that's been really hard for me it's one of the first things I look at every day is you know did anyone respond to anything we said is, you know, is there something we should be talking about? And it's awful because, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of followers. We're a new show. So the interactions are minimal because there's a small pool to pull from. They are very
1: small, but when we do see interactions, it's very exciting. Oh, the dopamine hit is massive. It gets me through for about (laughs) six or eight seconds and then I need another one. Yep. So keep them coming people. So I, I do wanna talk a little bit so since we're talking about talking about journaling and you know, just getting things out of the head, you know. And you're your since you made fun of me, mm-hmm. it wasn't too long ago that you made fun of me about having a paper journal. Does it still hurt? It does a little bit, you know. <laughs> I forgot about it until you reminded me. <laughs> but I wanna hear your experience in does it help you to get things out of your head and on the paper. I've read, you know, all these these things about, you know, once we get something out of our mind and on the mm-hmm. paper, we know that it's documented somewhere. Somehow in our brain, it's documented somewhere. Mm-hmm. So our brain doesn't worry about it. Have you have you felt that in any way, shape, or form? Or, or is this not helping you organize? Yeah. Uh,
0: one of the core changes that I've made this year is that my breakfast basically every day is bulletproof coffee. And I have noticed a massive increase in uh, mental energy throughout the day. And that is just things that are just cluttering my head and I've got to get them out.
1: Do you do the traditional bulletproof coffee where it's just butter and coconut oil uh, or yeah. MCT oil? Yeah,
0: butter, MCT oil, but I also throw in some turmeric and some pepper, uh, sometimes a little bit of heavy whipping cream if I want to like really get fatten really it up. Yeah. spicy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, my brain just runs a million miles a minute. And today was an example where I have to physically go burn off the energy to even get to the part where I can sort out the the thoughts and write them down. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting because prior to that, I basically was sitting around waiting to die. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, that was not working out very well That wasn't working out so well. So now- So
1: you failed at it.
0: Yeah. So Uh now I'm doing much better, and and that's been a big uh, help for me also. but, But that's always been a tool that I've used through all my various attempts at journaling or blogging or whatever is- You know, I would have my phone next to my bed and there would be something repeating in my head. And if I just wrote it down somewhere, digitally or otherwise, it Mm -hmm. would definitely, I could make it go away. Yeah. So one of the
1: the issues that I have with journaling is when I sit down to actually journal, Mm -hmm. my mind goes blank. Oh, yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. And, I mean, I've gone a few minutes. I had an idea that I wanted to write. Now I can't remember it. It's not in my mind. So I've, I've actually turned to, instead of journaling, just like doing a brain dump instead, where I write down just anything that comes up. I mean, I, I have a whiteboard at home specifically for this that mm. I, you know, just empty my thoughts out onto every now and again. If, if anyone saw the whiteboard, uh, the unfiltered whiteboard, I'd be a little embarrassed <laughs> because, you know, I, I just dump everything out. But once I've done that, I have a lot easier time journaling. Because I can actually look up at it and reference to all my thoughts and then write about that thought. It's really tough to like find your own system to journal. But I think it's really helpful. You're getting it out of your brain.
0: And for me, like I mentioned, one of the struggles I've been having is, is sort of integrating my new and improved lifestyle where I'm taking better care of myself and all that, uh, trying to integrate that back into family. And, you know, because my family is still my family, they're, they're not making the same drastic changes. Like, you know, my wife's trying to eat, you know, keto light to some degree. Um, But, you know, the kids don't because they're kids, whatever they'll eat, we'll give them. Uh, But one of the struggles I have is, is sort of putting myself last again. And, um, you know, and and in a healthy way, I I don't completely discard my own needs, but obviously they come first. So one of the things that's been really interesting is trying to incorporate journaling as a habit for my kids. Now, one is three. So she basically colors while we're doing this. But the other one, I've, I've sort of been walking through the the questions that I ask myself every morning. I ask them at the breakfast table while we're sitting mm-hmm. there. So I ask them about things they're grateful for, things they're excited about in their day, just to help them sort of think about, like, what's coming up? Like, what's what do I have to look forward to? What what do I have going for me? Things like that. Mm-hmm. But we just were introduced to the new journal from Kate Parker from Strong is a New Pretty. And it's fantastic because it's geared for young girls like my seven-year-old. Uh, there's lots of fun things in it like, you know, draw a picture of yourself as a superhero. What, what, last three, what are the last three books you read? Why are they your favorite things? And so it's been really fun to sort of guide her through using that, but also be able to do it together and mm-hmm. sort of set an example as a parent and go, This is something important to me, and I'm benefiting from it. And if you also try it, maybe you'll find the same thing. So it's kind of a fun thing to do together uh, to share that experience with her. And we got the chance to talk to Kate Parker about this new project and started by asking her why, after such a successful photography book, she decided to put together a journal.
2: So the ideas behind Toronto's New Pretty, the original book about confidence and girls finding and using their voice and figuring out their passion, I wanted to give girls – a way to put those thoughts into action. And the journal does that with daily prompts and by encouraging girls to take time for themselves and away from social media and encouraging confidence and creativity. So I really wanted to take it just like the next step.
0: Where did, where did that come from, I guess? Where did those values come from, that, that strength and, and making sure that your girls have that strength? Is that something you grew up with, or did you sort of find that on your own?
2: No, definitely. I wanted to impart the same things that my parents imparted to me, that your strength or your um, self-worth doesn't come from what you look like. It comes from who you are and what you do and how you act, and um, I was lucky enough to have parents that encouraged me to be exactly as I was and wanted to do the same for my girls. and. So thankful and lucky to have the opportunity to um, have a platform with these books to let other girls know the same thing.
1: You know, as as parents, Jeremy and I both have daughters, you know, what what could we do as parents to help our daughters be strong?
2: I think I think one of the things is um, definitely like giving girls the space to be who they are and love them for who they are, not necessarily who you you want them to be or or what you wish for them. Like allowing them to figure out and fail and, and knowing that they kind of have a safe place to land with, you know, at their house and at their home with their parents is really, it's really like the best thing that you can do, I think, for girls. Just just be encouraging.
0: You touched on a little bit with the uh, the social media thing, the, the timing of your book and your message with Me Too and, and kind of the national conversations that have been going on. What, uh, I guess, what do you hope your role is in that conversation uh, as, as we try to move forward and sort of heal from what's been happening uh, in our country lately?
2: Well, I mean, I think that there. are I mean, there's so many conversations today about what is going on and what's acceptable. And I just, I think, I think the more we can encourage our girls to know their voice and know their worth. And the younger we do it, the better it is, because um, I feel like that's when girls are most confident Um, When they're young, they think they can do anything. And then they seem to lose that sense of I'm amazing or I can do anything as they get older. So helping them retain that and retain what their boundaries are, what they feel okay with, I think is um, is is super important and something that that we all can try to encourage.
0: What do you what do you think contributes to that sort of transformation, that that loss of that strength and confidence?
2: I think there's a lot of things. I think it's puberty I think um, it is, um, like, you just become more self-aware and you become more aware of, like, what your friends think. And that's why I feel like if you have a passion, if you have something that you're really deeply involved in, and for me, it was soccer. I was really, I really got a lot of, like, all my friends were from soccer and all my, um, all, all my self-worth kind of came from how I played on the soccer field as opposed to, like, what boys thought of me or what girls were saying. Um, so I think if you have something that is an outlet, something that makes you feel alive and makes you feel good about yourself, um, that really helps to keep that confidence that you had, you know, as, 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 as you were younger.
0: I know you're, uh, or at least as I've read, your next book is uh, focusing more on boys. Can you tell us about that project?
2: Oh, sure. So yeah, throughout like the, the process of touring and, and shooting Strong with New Pretty, I kept getting these questions from boys. Like, where's my book? When are you going to shoot a book about boys? And I was like, I don't have boys. So I was like, you guys are fine. You do not need the book. Your voices. I was honestly, I was like super dismissive because I was like, you guys don't need this. Right. Your voices are heard loud and clear. Right. And then um, my publisher asked me if I would consider doing uh, a book about boys. And I was like, "Um, I'll try. I, you know, basically going ready to go back to them to just say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do strong as be pretty too. And then I, so I shot a few boys and just to see, just to basically like fulfill my obligation. And then (laughs) immediately though, I was really struck. I was struck by how deep these boys emotions were and how vulnerable they were willing to be. And then it made me realize that. So in 2018, the definition for what is acceptable for a girl to be is fairly narrow but the definition for what is acceptable for a boy is even more narrow. So I just really – I was really, like, kind of struck by how blind I had been to it, and I really took it on as a mission. I was like, I have to shoot this project, and I have to do this. and Because if I don't see it, then – lots of people are not seeing it. Um, so, um, yeah, that book is called, it's called the heart of a boy and it comes out in April. I'm, I'm really excited about it.
0: I bet. I bet that it's interesting. Cause that's, that's sort of one of the things that we're taking on on this show too, is, is we're trying to be, you know, as hosts of a show, uh, you know, vulnerable about our experience and vulnerable about our mm-hmm. failures and, and, sharing that because anytime that you, you know, I, I think often when you look at any kind of a fitness website or a, you know, men's health website, Sort of a thing. It's all about being strong and hitting the gym, and you know, and and de- doing all those sort of manly things. But you never hear, you know, it's okay to to completely fail. It's okay to not go to the gym one day and and just and mentally heal and physically heal. Um, so it's it's great that you're exploring that in that book. I, th- I think that'll be a really valuable tool for parents uh, dealing with with boys trying to figure out how to how to navigate this.
2: Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, we make it hard on ourselves. So anything we can do to sort of show that we're all the same and that we're all struggling, I think is really key.
0: So uh, in, in doing these projects, have, has there been anything that really surprised you or really stood out that, that you didn't expect to learn from the work you've been doing?
2: Um, basically like from actually completing all three of these books. Um, the one thing that stood out to me after the fact was that the message for the boys and the message for the girls is exactly the same message. It's a message is just for humans to, Everybody just wants to be accepted for who they are, and the more we can do that, the kinder we can be to each other, and the more open we can be. Just the, just I feel like the better everybody can be. There's so much division and so much divisiveness and so much turmoil that if we just allow everyone to be their true selves, then um, I think I think everything would be a little bit little bit
0: happier. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thank you so much for your time and for your work. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan and uh, really appreciate uh, everything you're, you're putting out in the world and uh, and you taking the time to talk with us.
2: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Take care. Thanks. All right. Again, the journal is strong as the new pretty. And uh, like I said, it's it's been a lot of fun using it with my daughter. And uh, you know, it's just it's really fun just having that experience and being able to sort of share something that I'm finding useful and and hoping that she does as well.
1: Yeah. I'm. I I just got the journal. Uh, the other day, so I haven't had a chance to use it with my daughter yet.
0: But I did flip through it,
1: and it's, it seems like it's going to be a pretty a fun experience to mm-hmm. do. You know, it took me a long time to figure out any kind of journaling or writing things down or just sorting through the things in my head, and I'm really looking forward to using it with my daughter because I don't want her to have to struggle for 40 years like I've had to, right? <laughs> if we can instill these practices in our kids now and give them the tools— to succeed. Uh, I'm all for it. I
0: was I was literally crying in my pediatrician's office the other day over that same anxiety, like having anxiety about my child's experience. Yeah. And I told totally her was like bah! lost it. And I was just like I just don't want her to go what I go through what I've gone through. So it's the
1: struggle is real, man. It is. And it's it's amazing. You know, I I'm not gonna get... There's genetics. There's genetics at play. <laughs> yes. Uh, my my daughter has my anxiety level. hmm And I got it from my mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I have passed it down to her. And I, I want to give my daughter the tools yep. that she needs to succeed. And part of that, I mean, I can give her the tools, but part of it is me actually showing sure her how. how to do it and, and modeling using these tools.
0: Yeah. Totally. Uh, we happen to have an extra copy of the journal. If you would like it, uh, if you wouldn't mind, send us a screenshot of your review on whatever uh, device you're using. So if it's Apple podcast, post, you know, post a review, send us uh, a screenshot of that either through if you follow us on uh, any of the social media channels or email us info at the dot com. Send us that screenshot and we will randomly select someone and send that book out to you. Uh, to share with your kids because it's a, it's a fun little practice. Uh, speaking of practices, you threw down the gauntlet. We had a challenge.
1: Yes, we did. How hey. are you?
0: How are you doing? I'm doing great. Me too. Nice. Ah. So uh, if you didn't hear on the last episode, uh, Zach challenged me to, uh, really both of us, to get back on our on our healthy eating plan, which is basically a low carb keto ish diet for the most part, uh, and and to make it all the way until Thanksgiving. Yes, and now we're just a few days shy. I'm confident that I will make it the through the home stretch, no problem.
1: It's easy now, and and I do have to, you know, for all the people who know what keto is, and you heard the word keto-ish. We understand the difference between <laughs> keto and not keto.
0: Yes. Uh, so, so any any other challenges you want to you want to take me on a, at another uh well yeah event? I,
1: so I kind of want to build on this now. All right. The whole point of the show is small changes to make mm-hmm. things better. Uh, on the last show, we talked about the fact that when I'm not eating good, I don't feel as good from a you know from a depression and anxiety standpoint. You know, one of the other things that helps me is just regular exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise alone is not the answer for me; it's right. part of the equation, but it, it gives me a couple more points on on the scale. And and my exercise has been pretty good, but it's been a little bit off. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to challenge you on this one to. Okay. Uh, for on an exercise basis so the challenge is at least 30 minutes of exercise where you get your heart rate up Mm -hmm. five days out of the seven days a week
0: i think i can do that yeah yeah what's your normal what's your what's your how much you bench bro no what's your (laughs) what's your uh, normal routine Uh, you get five days in a week normally
1: i usually get five days five days in there was a while you were doing eight times a week Yes. So at, like, my maximum, it was – I was do, I was only working out, like, doing a workout five days a week. But I was also putting it in with – like, I would do a 30-minute, like, intense workout, like, you know, P90X or Insanity or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go do 60 minutes of power vinyasa yoga. Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> you know, the yoga <laughs> – the yoga was supposed to be the relaxing part, but then I'd go to a power vinyasa class right. where it's all about – I mean the end result of a power vinyasa class in my experience uh, is to uh, build a lake on your yoga mat of sweat. Okay, sure. And I do it every that time. sounds like a nightmare. It is. <laughs> it is. My 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 mat gets really squeaky when it gets wet. Oh so god.
0: I, I was doing yoga today and I'm on this new program that uh, that I'm using and it was a lot of uh planks and and I think it was kind of a, like a Pilates yoga mix. Yeah. Kicked my ass. Like, th- this is not the yoga I signed up for. I like the stretching <laughs> and the breathing and the calm, peaceful. I was just like, I hate you! Stop! <laughs> this hurts! But, you know, felt good when it was done. But that's where the change <laughs> happens. Right, exactly.
1: All right. At least that's what we keep telling ourselves. 30
0: minutes a day, five days a week. Challenge accepted.
1: What are you going to do? What are you thinking?
0: Uh, so I have basically a few routines that I do. I My typical Go to is 20 minutes of yoga and then 10 minutes of an elliptical uh, treadmill, something like that. Or I will do uh, like a round of weights for like 15 minutes and then do yoga for 20 minutes. That's my my usual routine.
1: All right. Nice. Yeah. So my usual is I usually get home from work. I don't like to work out in the morning. I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but working out in the morning is not my thing. I get home from work and immediately my last remnants of me time, Mm -hmm. I go work out. Ah cuz after that it's game over. Yeah, and I have to be with the family.
0: I like to uh use my lunch break, middle of the day.
1: Then you get the afternoon with the the endorphin rush. Mhm.
0: And and usually by then I need to burn off all the activity from the uh, bulletproof coffee that's been coursing through my veins all morning. So, it works out pretty well. Nice. All right, so that's the routine, that's the challenge. Uh, feel free to to join along if you uh want to participate in it, you know, it doesn't have to be anything that intense. It can be a walk. It can be Running in place. I don't know. Whatever whatever is physical activity for you. Five days a week. See if you can do it for the next, what are we doing, month?
1: Yeah, let's month. do month for at least the next month. And if you want to uh, you know, send some screenshots to our Facebook page, feel free.
0: Yeah, do that or, or Instagram, whatever, whatever you use. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's a lot of journal talk, but uh, hopefully you get something out of it. And if you did uh, and you think someone else might as well, please share the episode and uh, ratings and reviews on whatever device you're using or Facebook or whatever would be great. And that's it for now. We will see you in a couple of weeks at thefitmess.com. See you guys. Bye.